turn our Bibles to the book of Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, verse 1 to 8. Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. He said, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect to cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith? on the earth. Verse number one. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Let's read it from NIV. Then Jesus taught his disciples a parable to yes. show them that they should always pray and not give up. Yes, I'm speaking on the subject, woman never give up. Woman never give up. We've read a story in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8, about a woman who never gave up until she got what she wanted. It is not possible to arrive at your destiny if you give up in life. Those who give up can never go up. The woman in the passage had an issue with an adversary. Of course, we are not given any further detail in terms of what the issue was. But it is clear in the passage 
that the adversary gave this woman tough she needed peace she needed the matter settled as soon as practical the situation was really tough for this woman and the circumstances she found herself could have easily made her to give up in life. These are the kind of circumstances that glide or slide and drive so many people into depression in our time. When you look at the story closely, it seems to me that everything was against this woman. Why am I saying this? Number one, she was a widow. That means she suffered the loss of her husband. Most likely that meant that she was lonely. She yeah. was a lonely woman. She was in pain. She had no companion. She had no companion. Because the companion had died. She was a widow. Number two. She had an adversary against whom she needed justice. As we said, this adversary gave her tough time. She needed peace. She needed the matter settled. Number three. This woman dealt with a wicked judge who did not fear God and never cared about man. It says in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And this widow kept going to this judge. And she said, grant me justice against my adversary. Number four. My God. Is it number four? We see that this woman was a victim of delays. She was a victim of delays. Because for some time the judge refused to give her justice against her adversary. Just like we have women listening to me that are victims of delays. Delays to settle maritally. Delays to have children. Delays to be promoted. Delays to secure scholarships. Delays to complete your building project. Lift your right hand. I decree this hand. The yoke of delay is destroyed in your life. The yoke of delay is destroyed in your business. The yoke of delay is destroyed in your career. 
the yoke of delay is destroyed in your family in the name of Jesus good people I'm talking to you can I hear a loud shout of amen hallelujah Amen. Lift your right hand and shout, no more delays in my life. No more delays in my life. Say that again, no more delays in my life. No more delays in my life. Say that better, no more delays in my life. No more delays in my life. We see number five, that the judge discouraged her from going to his office. He said, don't come to my office. He didn't like the idea of this woman visiting his office. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. We see that this woman's case was taking long to be concluded. How often, now if we are to be honest with ourselves, how often have you thought in your heart? Maybe you never told anyone. But how often have you thought in your heart? God is taking long to assist you. He's taking long to answer my prayer. He's taking long to grant me a promotion. He's taking long to fulfill my prophecy. And you even began to doubt whether the prophecy was true. I decree this hour. Whatever has been taking long to be fulfilled in your life. This time around. It is gaining speed. I said it is gaining speed. I said it is gaining speed. I said it is gaining speed. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your right hand and shout. I will never give up. I will never give up. Until I go up. Until I go up. Tell your neighbor, never give up until you go up. Mm, you may be seated. You may be seated. What are we saying? We are saying that it seems that everything was against this woman. And I've given you examples of what I'm talking about. And yet, she never these were enough reasons to keep an average woman in depression. These were enough reasons to keep an average woman in resignation. But this woman decided never to give up. She refused to give up. She stood her ground. The Bible says she kept coming to the church with just one plea, one request, grant me justice against my adversary. She refused to take no for an answer. 
So we can call this woman a fighter. Lift your right hand and shout, I am a fighter. I am a fighter. Say that again, I am a fighter. I am a fighter. Ask your neighbor, are you a fighter? Tell your neighbor, be a fighter. Like this woman, you may be going through issues, but never give up. Never give up. Are you faced with joblessness? Never give up. Are you faced with persistent miscarriages? Never give up. Are you dealing with a prolonged sickness? Never give up. Are you facing chronic financial hardships? Never give up. Are you facing marital frustration? Workplace persecutions and stagnation? Never give up. Never give up. Somebody shout, I will never give up. Say that again. I will never give up. You see, life is not fanfare. Life is warfare. That is why everyone was born crying. Ask medical people. They are worried when you don't cry if you are a baby. And the moment you cry, they rejoice. Everyone sir, is born crying to mean that life is warfare. Life is battle. I said life is battle. And because life is battle, you must be a warrior. Be a woman who is a fighter. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know whether people are getting the message. Tell your neighbor life is warfare. So therefore be a fighter. Be a fighter. The Bible says many are the archers. Psalm 34 verse 19. We are living in a world of many afflictions. Yes. We are living in a world of many afflictions. But there is no place for giving up. You meet people that do not talk to you. We'll meet people that are pretentious. They may be smiling at you, but they may be cursing you inside their hearts. But obviously, you will meet some that like you. That will be happy, that will be supportive. But the others will be speaking against you, writing against you, fighting against you. That is the game of life. But you must be a fighter. It doesn't matter who likes you and who doesn't like you. But fight your way through until you reach the top. I said you must fight your way through until you reach the top. 
Only fighters have future. The future is only for fighters. This woman wouldn't have known peace if she decided to give up. Those who give up never go up. It may not be easy. But you will overcome in the name of Jesus Christ. I said you will overcome in the name of Jesus. Afflictions may have been many, but never give up. In Job chapter 14, verse number 7, the Bible says, there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that his tender shoots will not cease. There is hope for a tree that if it is cut down, you need to understand that as a believer, you are a tree of righteousness. Isaiah 61 and verse number 3. We are the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. And the Bible says if a tree is cut down, if a believer is facing issues and difficulties, he or she must know that there is hope that he will sprout again, that he will bounce back, that he will take off again. The righteous may fall seven times, but seven times he shall rise again. If you don't rise after you have fallen, you are a fool. Says a righteous may fall, but he must do everything possible to rise. I see you rising again. 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 In the name of Jesus. Please, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen here? You may be seated. Samson lost his hair. But he did not lose it forever. The Bible says, the hair began to grow again. Is that Judges chapter 16? Let's check verse 20. 20, 22. Yes. Judges 16, 22. After he lost his hair, the Bible says, however, However, Kumabe. however, Kumabe. however, Kumabe. however, Kumabe. however, 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 so we are not going to mourn over the shaving of your hair. No sir. Aye. No sir. Aye. Yes, we appreciate the fact that the hair was shaven. 
bad. Let's hope that it will sprout again. Let's hope that it will grow again. I don't know what the devil took away from you. We declare restoration. Restoration. Restoration of your hair. Restoration of your peace. Restoration of your hope. Restoration of your opportunities. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive restoration. I receive restoration. Say that again. I receive restoration. I receive restoration. Hallelujah. Amen. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Whether the devil like it or not. You will overcome. You will make it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift your right hand and shout. I shall make it. I shall make it. Tell your neighbor. You shall make it. You may be seated. How do we know that you How do we know that you will make it? Somebody asked me that question. Say, Pastor, how will I know that God that I will make it? No, no, no. I'm saying ask me that question now. Come on. Say, Pastor. Pastor. How do I know? How will I know? How will I know? How will I know that I will make it? That I will make it. Say, Pastor. Pastor. What should convince me? What should convince me that I will make it? That I will make it. Let me give you answers. Do what's in my uncle? Number one. Loyamba. God is on your side. You will make it because God is on your side. In Psalm 124 and verses 1 to 8. Psalm 124 verses 1 to 8. The Bible says if it had not been the Lord who was on our side let Israel now say if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. Mm. They would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the solid waters would have gone over our soul. But bless me, the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Oh my God. Says the snare is broken. And we have escaped. Every satanic snare against you. Financially, maritally. In your workplace, in business. Is broken in the name of Jesus. That snare is broken in the name of Jesus. That snare is broken in the name of Jesus. That snare is broken in the name of Jesus. 
Good people, can I hear now the shout of amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your right hand and say, God is on my side. God is on my side. You may be seated. God is on your side. For what purpose? Number one. To help you. He is on your side to help you. That means beginning this hour, none of you shall be stranded in life in the name of Jesus. Somebody say with me, God is on my side. God is on my side to help me. To help me. Say that again. God is on my side. God is on my side to help me. To help me. Isaiah 41 10. Isaiah 41 verse 10. God said, I will help you. I will help you. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. I bet 13 verse 5. The Lord, now actually verse number, yes, verse number 5. Verse 5. Verse number 5. Mm. Now, let's go to verse number 6 now. Did Hebrews 13, 6. I bet 13 verse 6. So I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Say that with me. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Say that louder. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Say that again. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. In Second Chronicles 26. 26. And verse number 7. Verse 7. The Bible says. Bible talking about Uzziah. Uzziah. Three words. There says. God helped him. God helped him. I decree this out. May God help you. Financially, may God help you. In your workplace, may God help you. In business, may God help you. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please, you believe that? Can I hear a loud shout of amen? Amen. Lift your right hand and say, God is on my side. God is on my side. To help me. To help me. Mm. God is on your side, number one, to help you. Number two, to fight for you. God is on your side. Is on your side to fight for you. Life has got many enemies. We therefore need a dependable ally to fight with us. And we have the almighty God as our ally. The almighty God. Who fights our battles. He told Jehoshaphat in Second uh, Chronicles 20. To be 20. My God, mm. verses 15 to 17. Verse 15 to 17. He said, Adati. You shall not need to fight this battle. For the battle is not yours. One of the greatest skills you need is the skill of making your battles become God's battles. 
Let your battles become battles of God. It's one of the skills you need to have. And the cheapest way to make your battles battles of God is to embrace praise as a lifestyle. Never complaining, always praising. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 34 verse 1. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. When we praise God, battles transfer from us to God. When we praise him, he erases our enemies. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is on your side to fight the battles. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. Exodus 14, verse 14. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. And verse number 14. Verse 14. The Bible says, Bible The Lord will fight for you. Yeah, <laughs> The Lord will fight for you. Beginning this hour, lift your right hand. May God fight for you. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of Amen? In Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 22. Deuteronomy 3, verse 22. Deuteronomy chapter 3 and verse number 22. Deuteronomy 3, verse 22. The Bible says, Bible you must not fear them. For the Lord your God himself fights for you. Fights for you. Now, beginning this hour, it will show that God is fighting for you. I said that God is fighting for you. Maritally, God will fight for you. Financially, God will fight for you. In your workplace, God will fight for you. In your business, God will fight for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can I have several brothers? I wish I could use sisters, but I would rather use brothers as examples. Four, four brothers. Yes, pastors are here. So be closely knitted, 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 like stuck, stuck. No one should pass. No. You see, Sometimes, this is how life behaves. And this is where you must pass. Can I pass here? Ah, ah. But when, no. So God says, in Isaiah 45, verse 2, it says, I will go before you. Now, the one speaking like that, that I'll go before you, we read in Psalm 97, verse number 3, that a fire goes before him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, can I have two more people? Or even sisters. No, sisters can come. Uh, no, no, I need sisters. Uh-huh. Two. So let's say that this no you 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 line up here, please. We now caliber to go. We never boy. 
Is it making sense? Oh yes. Now don't be too close. So let's say this is God. And this is fire. A fire. Goes before him. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And God has promised me, the believer, that I will go before you. So you, you see that there is now, as God says, I will go before you. Don't just think that it is God only going before you. There is fire in front. <laughs> <laughs> And wherever fire is burning, everyone must take cover. So let the fire burn. Continue burning. What is going to happen here? Is it making sense? Is it making sense? I therefore decree this out. May the fire burn against your enemies, against your curses, against your sicknesses, against stagnation, against delay. In the name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, beginning this hour, no one shall stop you. I said, no one shall stop you. Curses will not stop you. Poverty will not stop you. Devaluation will not stop you. Delay will not stop you. Confusion will not stop you. Racism will not stop you. Tribalism will not stop you. Regionalism will not stop you. Nepotism will not stop you. In the name of Jesus. You believe that shout a man seven times one. Two, three, four, five, six, and now seven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You may please be seated. How do we know that somebody will make it? Number one, God is on your side. Number two, God is with you. You are not alone. God is with you. That is what he taught Joseph. I mean, Jacob. Jacob. That is what he taught Jacob. Yes. When his life was scattered. The man was a fugitive. Because Esau had threatened to kill him after the passing of their father. So he was on his way to Haran. Not sure of tomorrow. It wasn't very clear about what the future had for him. But in Genesis 28, and verse 15, verse 15, God spoke to him. He said, Behold. I am with you. And because I am with you, I will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land because I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. 
One of the greatest blessings we have is that God is with us. And He came to be with us permanently. Yes, now. Mm-hmm. That is why He gave us His Son, Jesus. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. He said, I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. Hebrews chapter 13. And verse number 5. I will never leave you. Nor forsake you. No. I am with you. Please don't think you are alone. God is with you. You may not feel him. It's not about feelings. You may not see him. He is invisible. But he is very much present with you. His name is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord who is present. He taught Moses. Because Moses said, when they ask me who is the name of the God who appeared to you what am I going to say and God said tell them that I am that I am has appeared God who is always present with his people Exodus 314. I am who I am. That is my name. Tell them I am who I am. And God with Moses in Egypt. Became unstoppable. Is it making sense here? Mm. Pharaoh could not kill Moses. Because God was with him. And I decree this hour. That beginning this day. It shall show. In the affairs of your life. That God is with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Now because God is with you. You are going very far. I am talking to you. Better shout you louder. Amen. I said because God is with you. You are going very far. Because God is with you, you are unstoppable. Nothing shall stop you. Nothing shall hinder you. Nothing shall slow you down. In the name of Jesus. You believe that shout, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. We may be seated. How do we know? you will make it. Number one, God is on your side. Number two, God is with you. Number three, God has great plans for you which are coming to pass. God has great plans for you. 
That is how we know that you will make it. Because his plans for you are for fulfillment. They are not for decoration. They are not just for people to admire you that God can have so wonderful plans for you. His plans for you are for implementation. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future. So your future is in his plans for His plans are your future. So somebody listening to me has a great future. Say that with me, I have a great future. I have a great future. Tell your neighbor, you have a great future. A great future in business. Your business has a great future. Your ministry has a great future. Your calling has a great future. Your career has a great future. You are not going to end where you are. I'm talking to you. I said you are not ending where you are. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sometimes. Sit down. Please hear this. I needed to say something when I was talking about Jacob. In Genesis 28, verse 15. Genesis 28, verse 15. At that point, I said, there was no promising of anything, really, for this guy. But God spoke. And when he spoke to him that time, his life was upside down. It didn't make sense. I remember many years back when I was still in, in the university. One man of God came to preach to us at Pole here. And he gave me a word of prophecy. That time, it didn't make sense to say the truth. Didn't make sense. But today it makes a lot of sense. Twenty years down the line is now making sense. So when God said, I will not leave you, I will not forsake you. I mean, when he said this to Jacob, come on. You know, it, it didn't make sense to, to, to the man. Is it making sense here? Yeah. Mm. It didn't make sense at all. But by the time you read Genesis 30, verse 43, you see the man Jacob became exceedingly prosperous. That it was over 20 years. Now, the word that spoke to him began to make a lot of sense. He said, wow. I can become this prosperous. And you know that God brought him back to his country. 
Yes. Before he finally went to Egypt. Where he died. But he was still buried in his hometown. Is it making sense mm. So sometimes when you hear certain things like I'm speaking now, it may look like what is the pastor saying? Maybe he doesn't understand what I'm going through. You see, the God who is using me to speak to you knows exactly what you're going through. But he says to you, your story has changed. I'm talking to you, your story has changed. Lift your right hand and shout, my story has changed. My story has changed. He has great plans for you. Plans of prosperity. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you, the Bible says, a future. Somebody shout, I have a great future. I have a great future. We don't have time to read Jeremiah 31. Verses 15 to 17. Give us verse 17, maybe. Jeremiah 31, verse number 17. Jeremiah 31, verse 17. The Bible says, There is hope in your future. Say that with me. There is hope in my future. There is hope in my future. Please say that again. There is hope in my future. There is hope in my future. No devil should beat you to it. No. There is hope in your... I don't care what you think. There is hope in my future. Yes. Mm. It's up to you to believe it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four. How do I know that you're going to make it? Number four. God did not spare his own son for your sake. God did not spare his own son for your sake. He had only one begotten son. Whom he had to give. And who suffered for us all. Who suffered for our sake. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Now God says. If he did not spare his own son. But delivered him up for us all. What should stop God giving us every other thing we need in this life. If he was able to give us Jesus, then he can give you a husband. He can give you babies. He can give you promotion. Yes, it's true. He can give you houses. Because if you can be given Jesus, then there is nothing else you cannot be given. I'm talking to you, you better believe it. You 
can't hear these words and not have your world change. It's not possible. It's not possible. These are specialized words. Heavily anointed. Heavily anointed. Heavily anointed. If you can be given Jesus, then there is nothing else you cannot be given. There's nothing else you cannot be given. Are you hearing me here? Therefore, be a fighter. Fight for your blessing. Fight for your blessing. Fight for your testimony. Fight for your breakthrough. You see, if this is what God is promising me, then why is my life not like what God is saying? That should raise a fight inside you. That should raise what? A fight. A fight. A fight. A fight. That no. I'm living below power. And I don't want to live like this anymore. I will take responsibility to do what it takes to live in the reality of what God has said. So let me show you very quickly before we rise to praise how to fight. Number one, Fight with prayers. Fight using prayers. Fight to establish the will and purposes of God in your life through the instrument of prayer. Please never pray religiously. I said never pray religiously. Pray understanding that prayer is an instrument of war. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 in what we know as the Lord's Prayer in verse number 9 going into 10. Jesus said, this is how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Children of God, understand this. In the wisdom of Jesus. Please everyone look at me. In the wisdom of Jesus. It is not possible for the will of God in heaven to be done in your life without the engagement of prayers. What you are calling your problems 
are life's contradictions to the will of God. And Jesus is saying, if you want the will of God to be done in your life, as already established in heaven, you must pray. If you don't, chances are that everything happening in your life will be a contradiction of God's will already established for you in heaven. So I am appealing to everyone listening to me, especially women, invest in prayers like never before. Invest in prayers more than ever before. Don't say prayer is not my gift. Prayer has never been anybody's gift. It is not listed in the Bible as one of the gifts of the Spirit. Prayer is work. That is why you run away from it. Prayer, praying for one hour. Every day. Two hours. Every day. Three hours. Every day. Is work. And it is work that must be done. Nothing really works unless the work of prayer has been done. Is it making sense? God. It is not possible. You see, God has got marvelous things. I've told you that God has great plans for you. Those plans are His will. But those plans can never happen unless you consciously engage the instrument of prayer. The instrument of prayer. The Bible talks about a woman by the name Anna the prophetess. Luke 2, verse 36 to 37. This woman prayed and fasted day and night. Yes, verse 37. She prayed and fasted day and night. She served God with fastings and prayers night and day. We have women today who run away from fasting. What they know is to color their lips. And painting their nails. And their fingers will be like this as if they have no bones. The enemy has no respect for the color of your fingers. He will still oppress you if he wants to. But when you pray, 
You see, when you pray, you may not be as good looking, but somebody will still marry you. Prayer makes people beautiful. Mm. Eh? Uh-huh. You may be looking yourself in the mirror to say that I don't like my nose, it's too flat. But if you are prayerful, you see that it is that flat nose that will attract a man to marry. Say, wow, I like the nose. <laughs> Is it making sense? A young man was denied promotion in the workplace. At the age of 31, they said, he is too young to head this kind of organization. We need somebody mature. He got mad. He prayed. The following year, when they, because they did not fill the position, when now they sat down again to see who can be considered after a season of prayer, the very same reason for which they denied him the promotion the previous year is the reason why they promoted him the following year. They said, we need young people like this one. We need young people. Young people. If you don't pray, you easily fall prey to the enemy. I decree this hour. You shall pray. I said you shall pray. And the power of the devil attacking your prayer life. I curse it in the name of Jesus. I release the spirit of prayer. I release the fire of prayer. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a lot of shout if I'm I said, Can I hear a lot of shout if I'm be how to fight number one fight with prayer number two fight with your faith fight with your faith women concentrate on building your faith there's no time at all to go into much detail but concentrate on building your faith. Your faith. That is what Sarah used to overcome her barrenness. She was barren for 25 years. But the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and verse number 11, says by faith, Sarah herself, meaning that this was Sarah's personal faith. It doesn't matter what you think, but this is my faith. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive a woman who was 90 years conceived for the first time in her life. Because of faith. And you are only 35. You must have children. Mm-hmm. 35. 35. 45. 45. You want babies. 
even at 47, you you must have them. Because if somebody at the age of 90 could conceive, then your own womb at 47 years is too fresh. Don't sit there telling me about what they say at the hospital to say that, hey, when you go, is it beyond what, what age? <laughs> huh? 35. Hey, hey, I, I'm not, that's why I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not talking about medicine here. I'm talking about what God did for Sarah. How do doctors explain the fact that a 90-year-old woman conceived and gave birth and it was normal, no operation? Don't allow medical science to kill you. In the realm of faith, many things medical science will say is an enemy. It's a contradiction. Look at what the lady was testifying about here. Medical professional. Said that this is your father. Take him home. Let him wait for the day of his death. But they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They prayed. And the father is getting better. Pastor Enoch Adeboy talks about one of the testimonies he encountered. That when he arrived for a program at the car park, this lady approached her crying. He said, What's the matter? The lady said, I have just miscarried. Probably second, third, or fourth miscarriage, or something like that. What is happening? And the lady was a medical doctor. They said, okay, they said that my, you know, you know doctors, they say you tell us, I don't know, it does this, this, this. Ah, don't cry, my daughter. You know, that Joe is soft-spoken, don't cry. Let's just pray. They prayed a simple prayer. Listen to me. The same womb that they said cannot carry one baby carried three. The lady had triplets. What will medical science say about that? They had already told him, told the woman, that this, this womb, please, forget about having babies. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. And from this service, receive your miracle. I said, 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 receive your miracle. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a loud shout of amen here? Amen. Sit down. 
Fight with prayer. Let's finish. Number two, fight with your faith. Number three, fight with your education and competences. Hmm. Please, I want to say something which I believe may be bitter truth. In this world, no one will feel sorry for you for simply being a woman. In the workplace, positions are not given to people because they are a woman. And don't let anybody feel sorry for you. In order to favor you just because you're a woman. No. Let's compete on the platform of ability. On the platform of what, sir? Not on the platform of gender, but on the platform of ability. In our language, it doesn't matter your sex, your gender, whether you are man or woman. If you do something well, they still call you Mamuna. If you sing well, Don't just have a soft voice. Be a competent person. Hey, feel sorry for us because we are women. No one will feel sorry for you because you are woman. Just be competent. Competence cancels prejudice. Everyone listens to you when you are competent. Regardless of the color of your skin. Regardless of your gender. So you fight with your education. That is why some of you instead of Praying, praying. Go back to school. Go back and learn. Your diploma may not take you far in some offices. They put a limit that a diploma holder can only rise to this level. No, Pastor, I believe. <laughs> hey, hey. Just go and learn. Get a bachelor's degree. You may not need intercession, you just rise. <laughs> Is it making sense here? Oh, yes. 
you call yourself an accountant but you can't interpret financial statements. I'm a woman. Come on, shut up. We want someone who can interpret the accounts. It's not about woman, man here. We want someone who can interpret the accounts. Whether the fellow is a man or the fellow is a woman, we don't care. We want someone who can interpret the accounts. Competence. In this world, you fight with your competence. Your ability. What do you know? Let's compete on the platform of knowledge. Not gender. Somebody shout, I am a fighter. I am a fighter. And I will fight with my competence. And I will fight with my competence. Let men be there. Let women be there. But we are going to fight on the platform of what? Competence. On the platform of competence. Yes. I always sit in interviews. <laughs> sit I always sit in interviews. <laughs> you see people say, ah. So this one. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Give the Lord a shout of praise. A shout of praise. A shout of praise. A shout of praise. Lift your two hands. Bless the King of Kings. Magnify him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. How many are worshipping him? Online on ground. Lift your voice. Celebrate him. He speaks at the right time. He speaks at the right time. Lift your voice. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him adoration. We love you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We exalt, glorify, and celebrate you. We magnify you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We glorify Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, we adore you, we magnify you. We give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you glory. We worship you, oh we bless Lord. you. We worship you, we honor you, we adore oh you. We love you. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we worship you. We honor you, we adore you, we magnify you. Glory to your name. We thank you, Lord. We bless In you. Jesus, mighty name. The Bible talks about men like nations. The rise of men who are like nations. God spoke to Sarah. Actually, he was talking to Abraham about Sarah. Yes. He said, your wife shall no longer be called Sarah. Genesis 17. Genesis 17. But she shall be called Sarah. Because she will be a mother of nations. The children coming from Sarah. 
shall not just be human beings. No. There will be nations. So she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Kings of people. Says there will be people and then there will be kings. But the kings of the people will be those coming from Sarah. That is why in Genesis 26 we read in verse number 16 my God that Abimelech said to Isaac, Abimelech Adamus Isaac, 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 who is Isaac? Isaac in Dan. Who is the mother of Isaac? Mayaka Isaac in Dan. Who is the mother of Isaac? Mayaka Isaac in Dan. Huh? Come on. Who is the mother of Isaac? Mayaka Isaac in Dan. Sarah. Sarah. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Abimelech Adan in Isaac. Who came from the loins of Sarah? Yes. Go away from us. For you are much mightier than we. Isaac. Isaac. Became mightier than a whole nation. He became mightier than the whole nation. And people like that. Will be rising from us. Yes. Mm. They'll be rising from us. People like nations. People like nations. Including women, sir. Including women. Executives. Executives. Men of people of honor, come on. And to our them wow. Yes, executives. And to them wow. Yes. Executives. And to them wow. In the corporate world. Mm. Executives in business. And to them wow, my business. Executives in ministry. And to them wow, mutomiki. Yes. Executives in politics. And to them wow, mudare. And that is. The impartation the Lord is making in this service. <laughs> God said to Abraham. Genesis chapter 13, verse number 14. Genesis 13, verse 14. After Lord had separated from him, he said, Lift your eyes now. And Luke, please hear this. From the place where you are, from the place where you are, Luke, God never says, Look at the place where you are. Forget about the place where you are. He is not saying, Look at the place where you are. He says, from the place where I from. 
That is the plan. Is good enough a platform to believe God for big things? Don't say because I'm suffering now, I'm good for nothing. That means my future is lost. No. No. It says it doesn't matter your present place. It is good enough to believe God from for your shift for your change of status and somebody listening to me is changing levels in the name of Jesus a little one is becoming a thousand a small one is becoming a strong nation in the mighty name of Jesus if you are one of them can I hear a louder shout if I'm mad here?